Hi everyone, welcome back to the Toxica Diaries. My name is Alex and I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, Michelle and Parker. And thanks for joining us. We're happy to have you back. So how have y'all been? It's been going on. Fill me in and all the cool things. <laughs> uh, it's hot. Bro, That's we, about it. We, we have been in a heat in a heat wave over here in Cali. I, and I know Texas probably gets hotter. I don't care. It's hot right now compared to what it's been all week. You know what's funny? No. Yeah. Well, it was like in the 50s on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, now not we're even in the 90s. kidding. Like when so we recorded a couple of days ago, and when I left Parker's place, I was freezing because I didn't bring a sweater, and now it's in the 90s and it's hot, and I'm uncomfortable. And like Parker said, I know it's hotter in Texas. I grew up in Texas. I know this, but that's also why I don't live in Texas anymore. I can't deal with the heat. Anything above 75 is just too much for me. So, Alex, how do you feel about that? Um, you're both wimps. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, no, uh, no actually... I'm not a wimp. I live in this heat all the time. I don't have my. I AC feel like you blasting. just insulted him again. <laughs> that is true. Your your AC is never on. It is like 86 degrees in your apartment all the time, and the other, I don't know how you live. The other day, so uncomfortable. The other day, I was like sitting in a in a in a sweater. And because uh, I woke up and it was pretty pretty chilly in my in my apartment, which means it's like sixty degrees, right? So I like put on a sweater, sweats. I get a I get a Facetime call, and the person Facetime Facetiming is like, "Parker, why are you why are you wearing a sweater?" And I go, "Why? What? What's up?" And she, and she goes, "It's hot today. It's like ninety degrees." And then I look at my thermostat again. It was like eighty in here. I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess it is." <laughs> so you're chilling inside with a sweater on in eighty degree. Yeah. I love the heat. I, you're so fucking weird. It's so funny, actually, because him and his wife both love the heat. And I only know this because whenever I visit, I'm like, Parker, it's really hot. Do you mind turning on your AC? And so he does, and he'll immediately grab a sweater. And then if, like, Liz, for whatever reason, like, if she's at work and then she, like, comes home, she or, like, walks uh-huh. in and she's like, why is it so cold in here? And <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I was hot. <laughs> we live in the heat. Yeah, you guys are weird. Yeah, oh, well, y'all do. Like I told, like I told you before, like growing up, Liz didn't have AC in her house. Like literally, it was just fans. Uh, which still, I believe, it's still the same case now. Um, but uh, and then in my house, the entire house was cold. It was like, I'd say like seventy. It's still the same. Like my, my parents like the heat too. Uh, but my room would be like ninety because it's a closed room with with video games playing the entire time. So. Yeah, no, my, oh my God. in Texas, you cannot survive without AC, like, especially in Houston. No, without, they like, give, they give away free AC mm-hmm. units in the summer because the heat is so extreme. It's bad. Like, it's really bad. So, no. Yeah. We, we don't, like, we don't. The fire do... department will come and install it for you if yeah. you don't have one. Every time I hear about AC units in Texas, I always hear that they're broken. No. All the time. Well, I mean, the other, Mm-mm. from other people that I talk, well, that I listen to. Like, where do they live? <laughs> yeah. Always broken. No. All the time. People who work AC. in like, yeah, like HVAC certified people that like do air conditioning and all that, they make a killing here. Mm-hmm. It, it was so funny, actually. One of the things that threw me off the most whenever I moved to California from Texas was the fact that, especially when I started apartment hunting, 
Hardly any apartments come with AC. Oh, yeah. They get like you majority, like a little yeah. shitty swamp yeah. cooler. Yeah, like the majority of the apartments do not come with air conditioning. Like you usually have to purchase your own window AC and then install it. Like they will not do it for you. Yeah. I'm like, you guys, and, and I understand that like 20 years ago. But with global warming, like it, we're starting to hit the hundreds during it's the a summer. Thing. It it's getting hot. I'm like, yeah. um, you guys kind of need to standardize that quickly because this isn't okay. Yeah, that's the first. That's what I mostly look for when I'm looking for apartments because housing in California is a fucking mess. Let's not get into the real estate conversation because every single time I think about it, I just get depressed because I could easily be a homeowner in Texas. Very easily. Not in Austin. I can outside of Austin in Buda. Anyway. I fell, I fell in love with a house yeah. in Buda. <laughs> okay, but no one lives in Buda. Yeah, but it's like right outside of Austin. It's really not far. And it's growing. You might as just well you might as well be in the valley at that point if you're living in Buda. Oh my god, you are so dramatic, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on from this conversation. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's time to get into uh, today's topic, which I think is one that I know that friends that listen to the podcast have been anxious for us to talk about and cover, and I'm sure some of our other listeners have been as well. Um, but today, I want to talk about toxic friendships, because I know that this is a touchy subject for everyone. Everyone has lived through a toxic friendship. They might still be in a toxic friendship. They might be, and they might not even know about it. Um, so yeah, I want us to share our stories, share our pain so that you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. So there's this girl that I met my freshman year. Her name Straight is into Alex it, huh? and she's the worst oh, okay. ever. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? I hate you as well. This is the end. This is the end. I'm this done. Is, I'm quitting. That's it. We're done. I just thought it was going somewhere else, but We're all right. We're done. Good day. Bye-bye. JK guys. JK. <laughs> I just want to no, but for real, like Parker verbally abuses me on a daily basis. So I'm pretty sure this is a yeah, toxic you're fine. friendship. I'm sure I, I uh, no, I'm pretty sure I am a toxic friend. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure he keeps your ego in check. So that's what everyone tells Actually, me. Actually, my cousin, we went to Vegas. My cousin came with us, right? It was uh, some of the coworkers, and my cousin joined us, and. I don't know what you said in the car. We were all in the car and I was just like, what the fuck? And I look at my cousin kind of, you know, she's an older cousin of mine, expecting her to, you know, defend me. I'm family. And she just starts no. laughing. And she no. was like, she's like, I like him. Keeping your ego in check. I was like, what? <laughs> that is so fucking exactly. rude. <laughs> Men out there, if you ever try to date Michelle, please keep her in line. Don't let her get too, too in herself. Just doesn't work out for anybody. You Don't ever tell her bring she's her pretty. Back Just down. tell her she's all right. <laughs> oh my god! How do I look How do I look today? You look good. Okay, decent. You could look better. Yeah, you, like, you look. Yeah, you look. Yeah, you look clean. Honestly, that would bring up so much trauma because that's just that's my mother. Like my mom's like, mm, you look good, but you could look better. <laughs> and it hurts. That's definitely a topic for another day. Those wounds are deep. <laughs> Just kidding, yep. guys. Like I'm, I'm pretty full of myself, but that's that is another topic for another day. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, no. But yeah. So yeah. What's all. your toxic friendship story? 
Um, I mean, I there's there's a few, but there's one specific one that comes to mind. So, uh, it was I was already living here in LA, and uh, I met her through dance, as I tend to meet most people here in LA. And not gonna lie, <laughs> not gonna lie, the first time I met her, um, didn't exactly rub me the right way, just because of the way I mean you guys know how I am with people like I have very high standards I like people to behave a certain way and she was just kind of all over the place and not my kind of people um initially and then I got to know her and then I was like you know what no she actually is she's pretty cool and she you know like she would call me all the time and then she was always down for an adventure right whether it was like to go eat party especially partying like she was always down and there was definitely a lot of red flags early on but I think like most of us especially when we're younger we don't always pay attention to those and and even then I will say we're all probably even more cautious and more attentive of the red flags whenever it comes to romantic relationships right not so much Mm -hmm. friendships yeah right like I feel like my guard isn't as high up with friends as opposed to men yeah, that I Yeah, because you date. think you're not as invo- emotionally invested as you actually are. Yeah. So so even though, like, now thinking back on it, like, there was a ton of red flags about her her character. Um, I, I didn't pay too much attention to it. And it was like, oh, whatever. Um, well, we actually ended up becoming roommates. And mm-hmm. we were okay for a couple of months. And then, like, all hell broke loose. Um, she was just... She's the kind of friend that would like walk into my room and ask me like, hey, how are you? And I'd, you know, be like, oh, I'm good. Like X, Y, and Z happened at work today. And I would try to go into the story, but I would literally like get two minutes in before she would interrupt and then start talking all about herself. (laughs) And it was just like the convert, like she would only ask how you were so that she could then start talking about herself for the next 45 minutes. And yeah. I started noticing things like that. And um, and it got to the point where, so she was in a relationship and her, I mean, he wasn't the greatest man to her. Um, and then when they ended, when they split, he split up with her. She had a lot of issues and anger and um, like started drinking a lot. Like she always drank a lot, but she started drinking even more. And started becoming really aggressive, like physically, whenever we would go out, like fighting people. Ooh. Yes, fighting people. Like, yeah, that's a big red flag. Yeah, that like she started the fights. Like, uh, sometimes, like, there was this one time we were at a bar. <laughs> we were at a bar, and that the night was kind of lame. And so there's a pizza spot right next to the bar, and we were hungry. So we were like, oh, let's get a slice of pizza. So we get a slice of pizza, and we sit and we're eating, and these two guys approach us. And one of them, super nice, you know, he's like, oh, like, where are you guys from? And so I, you know, start talking to the guy and I was like, oh, like, I'm originally from Texas. And his friend is like, just super obnoxious, right? He hears me say Texas and just immediately starts talking shit. And here's the thing about it, about me. I can talk shit about Texas, but don't talk shit about Texas around me if you're not from Texas. Like, (laughs) 
Yep. Like that's when I we become know what we got into. <laughs> exactly. Like I can talk shit about it, but you can't. And I think one of the things that bugs me the most is like, especially here in California, a lot of people are like, oh, Texas is so racist. I'm like, it's actually not. Unless you go to the boondocks into a town with like 400 people, like that's not the case. Like I've actually encountered more racism here in LA than I ever did being in Houston or in Austin, which you wouldn't expect, right? But that that's my personal story. So whenever this guy like starts talking shit about Texas, I kind of like snapped at him and I'm talking shit and he's being so disrespectful. And then he, this guy's, he's like, oh, like I make more money than everybody here. And I'm like, yeah, you probably also have the smallest dick, right? And so I'm talking <laughs> shit. Who the fuck cares exactly. about how much money he makes? Exactly. Like, no one knows who you are. And so yeah. I am like going back and forth with this guy. And then afterwards, I was like, you know what? You're really obnoxious and you're annoying. So just don't talk to me. <laughs> and I turned around and then his friend was there. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, he's apologizing on behalf of his friend. And then the obnoxious guy says something again. And this girl, <laughs> this girl straight up just like, she looks at him. She's like, shut the fuck up. And like throws his pizza. Like, just like slaps it out of his hand. Ooh. And this guy's literally like twice our size, like in height and width. Like, he's a big boy, right? And I'm oh, like, so the annoying guy? Yeah, is, the annoying guy's oh, a big boy, a right? And so, so then she like slaps his pizza out of his hand. And, <laughs> and he, we, we had like the, the Parmesan and the chili flakes in front of us. And the, we had like opened them because, you know, it was hard to like get it out, like sprinkle it out. So they just took the lids off. And the guy like throws the chili flakes on her and then she throws the Parmesan on him and then he throws water at her. And so then I know the security. Cool it off, clearly. <laughs> I know the, the security peppers. guard at the bar Obviously, that we were just yeah. at. So I ran to him and I was like, yo, there's some dude getting crazy over there. And then next thing you know, we turned around. She's like on the floor. And the guy, like, had punched her, and he, like, <laughs> ran off. And, you know, obviously, we were concerned, and that should never happen, right? And I don't want to, like, victim blame. Not at all. But what annoyed me was that when she then told the story, she was like, oh, I was standing up for you. I was defending you. And I was like, no. I had stopped you the conversation fine. with her. First of all, I don't want you – I don't want people to think that you got hit because of me because that's not what happened. I was like, I was doing fine on my own going at it with this dude. And then I stopped because there's no point. No, you stopped because, you know, you were like, hey, you get him. You threw him. You threw her on him. That's that's the way that I interpret Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently that's, you know, what was understood. But that was just one of the, like, one situation. There's another time, you know, we went out and she, like, shoved a girl. Next thing you know, like, the girl throws a drinker in her face. Like, and then there was this other time, like, she was with this guy and she straight up just slapped this guy. So it was always something. And I'm like, okay, you can't just go around hitting people. I think you may have a problem. Um, but yeah. And so then, <laughs> then there was another, uh, another situation. Like, she would just do really shady stuff. So, um, so I, like, me and my, so we, it was four of us living in this house, right? We, it was, it was, the three of us got along really well. We're still friends to the other day. It was this one girl that we just, we couldn't, it, there was just a lot. And so we had. Yeah. Your other two roommates, I love. Yeah. They're amazing. That one was, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, you, you met her. And, um. Yeah. 
and like there for like another example of it like she would always she's she's narcissistic like and this is my like my whole thing I think she is narcissistic and I am pretty sure she is bipolar nothing wrong with that but if you are like you need to get help for it right and she's one of those that we had a candid conversation about at least her being bipolar at some point. And she was like, yeah, I went to therapy once and it did nothing for me. So I refused to ever do it again. And that was it. Right. So I'm like, OK, cool. It's but not how it works at all. She's the kind of person that like, like I said, so her boyfriend dumped her and then she would take out her aggressions on everybody else around her. Like there was a time we went out, a bunch of friends and uh, like we all went out together and everything was fine. We get home and... She was hungry. So I was like, oh, do you want a quesadilla? Like, I'll make you a quesadilla. She's like, sure. So I make her a quesadilla. She's eating the fucking quesadilla. <laughs> and out of nowhere, she starts talking shit about my dog. Like, yes. Yes. I did like she started like just talking shit about the dog, my dog. And don't ever fucking come for my dog. Like, I will murder someone for Nina. Like, I really will. Y'all know how obsessed I am with my dog. <laughs> I mean, I Nina's great. It's very true. She's she so has crazy. She has crazy looks. I love it. <laughs> looks at me like she's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing over there? What do you do to my toys?" Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but yeah, and so, but it gets to the point where she she was super intoxicated, right? And starts talking shit about my dog, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, you're literally making zero sense." And I'm like, "Hey, like, if there's something on your mind that you want to discuss, like." Let's talk about it in the morning, like when you're sober, right? And she just keeps getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And then eventually she gets in my face, like literally like inches from my face. And she fucking yells at me. And I snapped. And I was like, you need to back the fuck up. My other two roommates were in their rooms. They heard that and immediately ran out because they had never heard me yell like that. And like they're like, what the fuck is happening? And I was like, this bitch is going crazy for no fucking reason. And um, I'm like, I'm going to my room and I walk to my room and she starts following me. And the other two roommates are like, dude, just stop. Like, go, go to your go to your room, like go to sleep, like just leave her alone. And she's wrestling with them in the hallway to try to get to my room. And then finally, like, she goes away. And then the next morning, she walks into my room. And she's, like, walks in and just bawling, crying. And she's like, I've just been going through so much. I'm so sorry. And I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, I understand that you have your problems and that things happen. And I get that. I was like, but I'm not your punching bag. I was like, what you did yesterday and how you disrespected no. me is something that, like, not even my mother has ever done that to me and she gave me life like and she has never yelled at me and gotten in my face like that like ever I was like I'm not okay with this and I told her straight up I was like until you figure your shit out and get some help I'm really just not interested in being your friend anymore because every single time you do something like this you always come full of excuses of what's happening in your life right now and I'm like that's and then I told her straight up I was like did you know that my grandma's sister passed away this week and that my grandma called me to console her. So I was dealing with my own family shit. She's like, no, I didn't know. I'm like, of course, because you don't ask. And on top of that, you don't care. And thirdly, I was like, I don't take it out on you. I was like, because it has nothing to do with you. I was like, so I expect the same. And 
yeah, she was just like super fucking problematic. And then like there was, she would also try to make herself. So one, she was always the victim, always. And then two, she would um, always try to make herself look better than the women around her whenever there were, were men around. So we had this group of guy friends that we would hang out with all the fucking time. Like there were our boys, right? And anytime they were around, she would start talking about men that like either one of us, right? The roommates have hooked up with like, and then she'd be like, oh, I don't know how you guys do that. Like, I can't, I can't just like hook up with somebody. And she would totally just like throw any one of us under the bus to make herself sound better. I mean, you guys are floozies to be fair. (laughs) No, but but get this. Hold up. But see, here's the thing. I know a lot of shit about a lot of people. And so one of those days where she was, you know, kind of like shading us in front of these guys, I was like, yeah, well, at least I didn't hook up with two brothers at different points in life. And oh, then the I guys, say at once? Wow. <laughs> no, at different points. Like she dated one, hooked up with bonding. him and then hooked up with his, his brother. Talk about close. Right? And so and then she got upset and she pulled me aside and she's like, hey, like, I really don't appreciate you putting my business out there. And I was like, oh, that's funny because I don't appreciate you putting my business out there either. But you do it all the fucking time. So now maybe you'll learn to keep your mouth shut, you know, and like and by this point, like we were all just fed up and I I moved out. I was the first one to move out. And then eventually the other girls did. But it got really bad, like. Like she put chains on the refrigerator because she didn't want one of the roommates to eat or to use that refrigerator. She oh, so just making sure you guys which kept is the your only diet. refrigerator in the house that she did not own. And she also stabbed her couch. Yeah, it needed to cool down. <laughs> no, I was, that was, I, was your couch. I was trying to think of something to say to defend her. And she also no, I thought it was your couch and then she like gave you the money for it. No, so that couch, no, 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 no. It was it so I had already moved out by the time she did this to the other roommate. So I had the couch with me. So one of the other roommates bought couches since I took the the previous couch because I owned it. And um and she uh stabbed those couches. Yeah. So and then she also took a hammer and like broke her door. Like, put a hole in one of the girl's doors. She wanted to be, you know, more open. (laughs) You know how the boss usually tells you, hey, my door is always open if you guys need anything. But, yeah. But, anyways, like I said. She wanted a home open door policy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a very toxic friendship. It was fun for a little bit. And, like, eventually, you know, her true colors came out. And, like I said, there was a lot of narcissism. There was a lot of red flags, like once again never asking or like asking how you know i was and like two minutes later switching the topic to her and it was always Mm -hmm. about her and then every single story she would always tell like she was always the victim like always the fucking victim in every story like she never took responsibility for any of her actions which i've come to realize that if i mean some people that victimize themselves 24 7 honestly like they you need help like if you do that like because like you just you need to analyze yourself and i think you do need to seek help right because the, the victim mentality 24 7 is not okay and unless you live with a bully that'd be the only time with a bully yeah like if you lived here you- <laughs> <laughs> and you were pissing me off but that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> 
no but yeah like she had she just had a lot of narcissistic tendencies and I mean, and then the anger issues came out later and it was just mm-hmm. it it was just too much to handle and I was really close to her family too which is a shame um because even like later she got mad at one of her cousins because she found out that her cousin and I like had seen each other and like there was a picture of us on Facebook or something and she saw the picture and didn't even talk to didn't talk to her cousin for months because she was pissed off that she talked to me those those stories always make me laugh it's like okay like what are we like six i don't i don't understand this but talk to me yeah like it's just it it was it was bad but in my instance like i i wasn't it was a toxic friendship but i'm thankful that it wasn't a long friendship like it was she was never someone that i considered like a best friend you know or she was just someone that I met and I knew briefly and then it went sour after a couple, like as soon as we moved in, it, it went sour. Um, but I was never attached to her, you know? So it also wasn't difficult to just be like, bye, bitch. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, yeah. she did a lot of stuff to kind of alienate you, like, you know. Yeah, to make that a lot easier of like not of not keeping that friendship you know yeah absolutely but um but yeah i feel like that's also more of a just crazy roommate story can we totally have my old roommates on this podcast so that we can give you guys all the dirt one day because let me tell you guys (laughs) i mean i feel like the people are gonna want to (laughs) know there was a lot of a lot of stuff we have pictures too Honestly, I like hearing these stories, so I'm going to go with yes. I, I like hearing these so I can vicariously relive them. Because I, but then you laugh at like, everything. I don't want the drama, no, but like, I appreciate other people having the drama. Right. Like, while she was telling me this, while she was telling us the story, like, the, the only thought that came to mind was, why does Michelle remind me so much of what, like, if I were to meet Snooki, <laughs> that th- these words would be coming out of her mouth. Like, this is what I expect it is so okay it is so (laughs) funny that you say that because in college michelle and i i mean we've said this before we were attached at the hip and jersey shore was like super super popular so these friends that we had that were in a fraternity every time they like he saw us he'd be like hey it's snooki and jaywow and like obviously calling michelle snooki and me jaywow yeah and it it was very fitting because in the show, like Snooki was, was always fitting, drunk, yeah. and like Jay Wow was always, you know, watching out for her, <laughs> and also the height thing, and it was very much like that in college. Yeah. I was the one that was just wild and partying and drunk all the time, and she was just there sober next to me, like, oh god, <laughs> and she's like a foot taller than me, yeah. so. <laughs> See, I've lived a very calm life. Yeah. So I'm. Look, I've lived. Okay, I've. I mean, lived I, a I've lives. lived too. Just I don't have all these problems in my life. Oh, but Which is why um, I'm like you know married. No. In 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 my defense, in this particular situation, like I said, there was four. You didn't know there was four of us that lived in this house, and up until this day, me and the other two girls are still great friends, and we still hang out a lot, and we don't talk to that that other girl. Like we refuse to talk to her and even the people that moved out because we all moved out at different points so they had roommates that would like rotate the roommates wouldn't last none of them so 
Mm. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder what's the common factor. She was just too out of your guys' league. She's fucking crazy. That's what she was. But uh, y'all's turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of picking up on that theme of like, at least it wasn't a long friendship. Yeah, that's it makes it so much easier when it's not because that was not my experience. And I hate. Let me rephrase that. I don't like the way I was made to feel, but I am grateful that I went through it because I feel like I learned a lot about my own boundaries and my own standards for my friendships. Mm -hmm. But was it a toxic friendship? Absolutely. Was it sometimes borderline emotional abuse? Maybe, you know? Now looking back on it, there are some questionable moments. Um, So I had a friend who we became friends in middle school and you know, considered each other best friends, like middle school, high school. I'd go over to her house all the time, you know, hang out. We were like super, super close. My parents never liked her. And for me, I never understood why. And then now I can understand, like, you know, they saw the red flags before I did. But like one of their biggest things was like anytime that she would come over, anytime that like she would ride with us or like we'd take like go somewhere together. She never said hi to them once when she got in the car. Like, did not really acknowledge him, like, nothing. And for my parents, like, that is a big deal. And it's a big deal for me now, too. Like, I remember my friend was dating this guy, <laughs> and I straight up called him, like, called him out on that to her. Because um, she's like, oh, what did you think? And I was like, what I thought is that he walked into this bar, saw you with your close friends, dragged you away from your friends, did not bother to say hi or say, hey, my name is this, like, how are you? literally kept you in the corner until he left and you got to go back to your friends that's oh what i think God. so i don't trust mm-hmm. him you know which then it obviously the relationship did not work out um so they just didn't like her they thought you know that she was entitled and that she was spoiled which like you know she she was an only child and like it it's just you know your kids and so you're learning and you don't really know any better you're like but this is the person that i tell everything to this is the person that i like cry to you know when my parents are being mean or whatever and it wasn't until we got to to college, I think, that everything really started fracturing and I think becoming worse because at that point, like we decided to be roommates in college because, you know, we're, like, we're going to the same university, like we're best friends. We want to live together. And my first semester, I joined Texas Latin Dance with Michelle and I was with Michelle a lot because I was making friends. I was hanging out with people. I had found something that I really, really liked. And she was hanging out with her boyfriend like all the time. And like they had been together since like, what, senior year of high school, I think. Mm-mm. Michelle, junior. do you remember? No, I think it was something junior like that. Year. I don't know. Yeah. They were tumultuous. They were up and down. Um, And so she mostly hung out with like him and like the friends that she had made in high school that like also went to UT because the thing about my high school is I think there were like 40 of us just in band that went to UT like there was a a crap ton of the kids that I went to high school with that also went to UT yeah I think in total it was like so she would hang out with 50 students from our high school that went so we had a bubble yeah like we had a safe bubble but we we explored me and Alex explored (laughs) yeah and like one of the things that I because like I had my group of friends in high school, but, like, I never hung out with, like, quote, unquote, like, the cool kids, I guess, or, like, the ones that considered themselves to be cool. So when I got to college, I was like, I don't need you to be my friends. I'm making friends. Like, why why am I going to be friends with somebody? Like, it was just kind of like a brand new start, like, fresh page, right? 
and I ended up meeting people that like I'm still friends with today or that, you know, I've gotten super close to or just like my path took me to the friends that I have now, which is great. But she started like, I guess, started getting jealous or something of the time that I wasn't spending with her and was just like, oh, well, you're always here and that. And like and then I think I don't remember. I want to say it was our maybe it was spring semester, sophomore or freshman year. I don't remember. Freshman or sophomore year, then her boyfriend joins a fraternity and starts spending all of his time with his frat bros and doing like, you know, all the stupid pledging shit and everything like that. So then she joins a sorority that was like, it was an Indian sorority, right? So it was like all mostly, not all, but like mostly Indian girls. It was like a service-based sorority so she made friends and like it was great like we had our own circle but like we lived together and you know we hang out still and everything but like the it just started growing more and more into one of those things that was like I would hang out with my friends and she would hang out with her friends but then she would get mad that I wouldn't hang out with her and her friends but every time I did they made me feel like I wasn't wanted like it felt very much like because I'm not Indian, they don't want me there. It was always kind of like look down at their nose at me. Yeah. And so I was just like, why am I going to hang out with people like that? Like, that's fine if they're your friends, like you share something in common. Like, that's great if you're close. Fine. Do what you want. But understand that, like, I have other friends, too, that I like hanging out with. And it just got worse and worse. And I just remember we'd have arguments and like. I remember feeling so shitty about myself for so many years with that friendship because any time that we would argue over like the stupidest shit, she was one of those people that remembered were like, remember on like May 1st at 2.33 p.m. you said this to me? Well, that was really mean and blah, blah. And she would like throw shit like that in my face. Or like when I would tell her like, hey, you've also done stuff that like hurts me too. She was like, well, tell me when, tell me when. And I'm like, I don't keep a fucking detailed log of everything that you've ever done to me or that I've ever done to you like you know that's that's crazy but like it was always like I wasn't doing enough and I was this and I was inattentive and like anytime that I'd be like hey you know like I'm feeling this somehow it always ended up being my fault still which really fucking sucked and like it just I wanted to hang on to it because like like I said, like we known each other since middle school. We were really, really close. Like I was there throughout her dad's divorce and everything like, you know, we had seen each other at like at that point in our lives, like our lowest points. So I had genuine love for her as like my best friend. But then it was so contradictory to the friendship that I had with Michelle or like the friendships that I had that I made in college of like people that I got really close to because I was like, I, I have like Michelle and I have known each other since freshman year of high school right and not once in those like almost 20 years of friendship now has she ever made me feel that way like it it was very much a thing is like as I got older I started realizing like I don't have to be treated like shit by this person that I care about that this person by this person that I think cares about me you know like I why why is this happening and like What I also started realizing, too, is like then she would start talking shit to me about Michelle and was like, oh, well, she's always just hanging out with like all the frat bros and this this, and that. And like she doesn't care about you. Like now she's living in Riverside. Like she doesn't care about hanging out with you. Like, you know, she's going to forget about you and this this, and that because we live close to campus. And like Michelle and a bunch of our other friends had moved out to the student apartments that were like on like kind of the east side of Austin, like east, a little bit south of downtown. 
So like it wasn't super close to campus, but it wasn't super far. So like, but we would still see each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, things kind of went from there. And like, I remember just things really, I think, came to a head whenever I graduated college and she kept going. She went straight into her master's program. And so I moved out of our apartment because I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm moving out. Like, this doesn't feasible for me. I'm going to be working and this, this and that. So one of her sorority sisters took my took over the lease on my part and I moved into my own apartment. And then it was like pulling teeth to try to hang out with her. And it was always begging. And it was like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Hey, you know, like reaching out and reaching out. And she'd only ever reach out like back to me when it, it seemed like when she needed something, like when she needed some kind of ego boost or when she needed something from me, me to do something. And I so specifically remember one year, a friend of mine had bought tickets for me to go see Neo in concert as a birthday gift because she was like, I know how much you like his music. Like, I want to do this for you. And I was like, oh, that's great. Like, you know, thanks. And she got pissed because the night of the concert was the same night as her birthday. And like for her, her birthday was like a huge deal. Like it had it was like a thing. Right. Which like all birthdays are a thing, you know, like. Everyone likes to feel special, you know, a day of the year. But at that point, I was working like I was working for like eight hours a day. I was a bank teller. I, you know, growing up, going through shit, having to live on my own for the first time, having to like pay for myself on my own for the first time, being broke as shit, trying to like, you know, make it work. And I'm exhausted. You know, I'm exhausted by the end of the day. I'm exhausted by the weekend. Like I was working Saturdays because, you know, the bank is open on Saturdays like it's not like I was out and living a high life, you know? And so what happened then, like, what was it? I I think the concert ended and it ended early. And I told her that I was going to be there at midnight for when her birthday, like when it, you know, officially became her birthday. Right. Cause that was like her biggest thing is like, Oh, you need to be here at midnight because like she listed off like all these people that were going to be at the apartment for her birthday. And I went to a friend's house because I was like, oh, there's time between the concert and when I have to go over there. And I fell asleep on the couch almost immediately. I was exhausted. You know, it was like it was a weekday. I just worked all day. And when I woke up, it was like 1145 or something. And I texted her immediately. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking sorry. I'm on my way right now. And I remember her getting upset at me over text. And she was like, I can't believe you did this. You said that you were going to be here. This isn't that like. It was just so fucking childish looking back on it now. And I remember I stopped and I like got her a bottle of wine. I like bought her, I think like a cupcake or something like that on my way. I get there and she doesn't even like acknowledge me, which I was like, then why the fuck was I killing myself over this? You know, like why? Why did you made me feel like I was the scum of the earth because I didn't make it here by midnight for your birthday, which now you're going to go out to Sixth Street with all these people that you call friends and not give me a second thought like And it kind of was the same thing. Like when she turned 21, like I tried to make it as special for her as I could. But like all she cared about really were her friends, like her friends from the sorority. And like when I turned 21, I don't know that she's in any of those pictures. I don't think she is. I look at the pictures from my 21st birthday and I, I honestly I don't think she's in any of those pictures, which like, you know. And so anyway, that passes. And we kind of start talking less and less. And then I just remember randomly, like, she reached out to me because she was like, oh, I'm thinking of dropping my master's program and just, like, going to work. Like, I just don't like it anymore. And this is that. And she had gotten offered, like, a job. And I was like, she had talked to me. And I was like, look, you know, 
this is what my opinion is. You do whatever you feel is nice. Like, you know, obviously I was like, oh, hey, you know, like, it's nice that you're reaching out. Um, And that was the last time that we talked. Like, she reached out because she needed advice. And she told me that at that point she was like living with this guy that she had met that on online dating. They were living in an apartment here in Austin. And like her mom still didn't know about it. And that was the other thing was like she lied to her mom about everything. And I was like, how are you two living together and your mom thinks that you don't have a boyfriend or that he doesn't live here? And she was like, oh, well, we just you know, like hide the pictures or this, this and that. And like, but her mom also barely ever came up to Austin to see her. Um, and I remember I was out with my friend Lisa. We were out, I think, shopping and we ran into her and her boyfriend at some store and like I saw her I was like oh hey what's up and she goes oh hey and like she was like oh yeah this is so and so and oh so and so this is Alex this is my college roommate and I remember being taken aback and I'm like your college roommate I've known you since you were fucking 11 years old like not even like hey I've known her since forever (laughs) yeah not even like oh hey this is my friend like this is that this is my college roommate and I remember I like looked at Lisa and Lisa was just like like because lisa also never liked her like right off the bat like a lot of my friends that met her that i met in college did not like her right off the bat which like i should have also you know taken into account because there was one night that we did like this color run thing right and i went to pick her up i went to her house we got ready all this other stuff like lisa and another friend of mine were with me and then she got pissed that we got separated during the run and then she got mad that we didn't go out afterward then also like she had gotten super super drunk and we couldn't find them and then she got mad that they couldn't find us in the parking lot and she kept wanting me to just like keep honking the horn and i'm like that's not gonna help so she goes out i am like you know obviously like upset and crying and then i remember the next day she calls me i was on my way over to lisa's house and i was sitting in the parking lot for like maybe 45 minutes in my car while she was just like screaming at me and yelling at me about how terrible of a person I was. And, like, I was just sitting there, like, sobbing. Bro, those type of people are just looking for excuses for, like, to start shit all the time. Like... Not even... She... Not even that. So, I, like, I, I, I... I've known her since high school. And I met her through Alex as well. And I was friends with her. I wouldn't say, like, close friends. But, you know, I got along with her because of Alex. And I know, I know that she was important to Alex. But... Um, it's not that she was looking to start shit. It's just that she's very spoiled. And, and in so her she, mind, she was the, the world, center of the world. Yes. In her mind, the world yeah. revolves around her and everybody is there to make her happy. And if like, it's, it's only about her. Nobody else matters. Like it, it, it's always about her. And she'd always been that way though, since we were kids, you know, but obviously, like I said earlier, you know, I think that with friendships, sometimes it's a little harder to like we're not looking for those yeah, red flags. It. And especially if you met her when you were 11, you know, that's not something yeah. that like you don't know about. You all don't those know flags. about that. You, just, you know, it's not until yeah, you're older no, you and you know. look back at it that you're like, holy shit, this was fucked up. Like she was not a nice person yeah i I don't think i would like her at all like no you wouldn't you you would not like her (laughs) i i just don't like people that kind of blame everybody else except themselves like i'm i'm very much a i fucked up let me resolve the issue type of person like when i do fuck up i take Mm -hmm. responsibility for it i don't like 
I don't like putting the blame on others or, you know, making excuses. Like I'll own up to when I need to make fixes to my, to myself. Like that, that's the type of personality that I have. So whenever I hear of people that are just constantly putting blame on others and never take responsibility for themselves, those are the type of people that I hate the most and that I hate dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, and like, I just remember like, because when we lived in the apartment, her boyfriend was over all the time. Like he essentially had kind of like half moved in with us. And Mm -hmm. I just remember I'd be in my room and they would be in the most vicious, ugly fights just like yelling ugly things at each other and all this other type of shit and i was just like what the fuck dude yeah so yeah eventually like i mean that was that should have been the breaking point her you know screaming at me for like 45 minutes in the car while i'm just like sobbing can't even get a word out um but then yeah like like i said like the last time you know was the college roommate thing and then i go on to see on instagram that she got she gets engaged right And at that point, like, I'm still trying to be the bigger person. Like, we're not talking. We're not actively friends. Like, I had let go of it, but I was still trying to be the better person because, like, that was the thing that I took out of it was that I never want to make anyone else feel the way that I felt. So I'm always going to make sure that, like, I am, like, a thoughtful and decent person. And if I do fuck up, like, I want to make sure that I acknowledge my fuck ups, right? Um So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, congratulations on getting engaged. I'm so happy for you. Like the next time you're in town, I would love to take you and your fiance out for a drink, you know, and celebrate. And she was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And like didn't say anything. And then like more and more months go by and all this other stuff. And it was just like by chance that I saw that she had gotten married. Like it was by chance that I saw on Facebook that she got married. And so I go and I look at the pictures and like what got me was the fact that she had invited this girl to her wedding that she had straight up gotten into a fight with on 6th Street over a guy. And she had said, like, I'm never going to speak to her again. She's this, she's that. She said terrible things about her. And she was at her wedding. And after that, I was like, fuck this girl, dude. Like, I, I'm sure she has a laundry list of things to say about me that, like, I did that maybe I don't see or acknowledge. But, like, that doesn't take away my experience and how I was treated in return. So, yeah, like, and, like, obviously, like, you know, I'm emotional now. Like, it still hurts. Oh, yeah. Like, especially since it's, yeah, yeah, especially since you've known him since, you know, 11. Like, that's a hell of a long time to then just be, like, left out. Yeah, but it does make me, yeah, it makes me appreciate the people that I have that I've come in, like, that have come into my life so much more. Because it's like, as soon as I see that there's going to be that pattern of behavior, I just don't have time for it. Like, no, you're not going to fucking treat me that way. I am not that little kid anymore. I'm not that little girl who didn't know how to stand up for herself. I know exactly what I want. I know how I want to be treated. I'm not going to let you treat me any differently, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it relates the same way to, like, going into a relationship with, you know, another guy or another woman. Like, you learn... You learn what you like, what you don't like, and you, once you start seeing those flags of, hey, this person is ex- behaving the exact mm-hmm. same way as my previous relationship that ended up in a fucking failure, I'm not going to keep making the same mistake twice. Like, I got to change that. Like, it, it it's yeah. good to learn from yeah. those. Like, you have to have those experiences in life to, to know what to avoid. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I will say, like, I have a friendship, too, that, like, we've been friends since college, and it wasn't always the healthiest friendship, Like, Michelle was witness to a lot of the ups and downs in that (laughs) friendship. But, like, what I appreciate the most is, like, as we grew as people and as we grew as adults, like, we got to a point where we had to say, like, I can't talk to you right now. Like, 
there's a lot between us. There's a lot that's been said. There's a lot that like a lot of feelings that have been hurt. Like we just can't talk right now. So I think we took like about a year off from like having any contact with each other and talking and, you know, like did a lot of individual growth that we both had to do to definitely appreciate each other more. And I'm so grateful that we did that because as soon as like, you know, he extended the olive branch, it was great. And it kind of it felt like we're becoming friends all over again. But with having that that familiarity of like, oh, I've known you since like, you know, I'd still consider myself a stupid kid being a college freshman when we met. But like having such a solid friendship now of, you know, genuine appreciation, genuine support and love. And it's like, so for me, I kind of took that as like, okay, not all things are bad. <laughs> like in that case, it was like something was telling me to stick through it, which, you know, at the beginning of it, I should have walked away. Like maybe I should have put my foot down a little bit harder so that both of us didn't end up as hurt as we did. But I'm really glad that we kind of made it through that and that there was that equal want on both sides to want to work it out, to want to still be friends and still maintain that and to be better people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was uh, there was that growth, you know, yeah. and, and there are some people that you can make it through that hump with, you know, and there, then there's others that mm-hmm. just, I think like Parker was saying, there's there's people that don't see the wrong in anything that they do. And when a person has that mentality, that they're less likely to grow as people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, who knows? Maybe one day in the future, 20 years from now, you know. They'll wake up randomly and she'll, go, oh, Yeah, fuck. she'll think about it, you know, and it'll hit her because, I mean, it was a long friendship and it, and it sucks it and it ended like that, but it was an abusive friendship. Like, it, it wasn't healthy. I mean, not physically abusive, but, like, it wasn't a healthy friendship. And one thing that sticks out to me is I know how you said that you two in college – you know, you guys went your own way, right? Like you got into TLD and, yeah. you know, you started hanging out with everybody in TLD and, and me. And, you know, she joined her sorority. And that's great. Like everybody in college, like you're supposed to find your own group of friends. Like I remember us as freshmen, the reason we joined yeah. was because we wanted to meet people. Like we didn't yeah. want to stay in our high school yeah. bubble. Like we wanted to meet people. And when you have an intro class and you have like 500 students in your in your class, it's very hard to make friends. So we were like, we have to join something. And that was the other thing that uh-huh. I always thought was weird because like I'd always make friends in my class. And like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go study with my friend this or mm-hmm. my study. With my, and she'd be like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I met them, you know, sitting next to them in my intro class. So I was like, I'm making friends left and right. But she wasn't so friendly. It That's can't the be thing. me. That's the thing, though. <laughs> like, she was. And this is where I was going with that. So I know for a fact that even though you were branching out and making new friends along with me. She was always invited to everything that we do we did. And we never yeah, she was. made her feel weird or excluded because the people our friends are very welcoming, fun people. Like Yeah, they're not that type of people. They're not those type of people. And so everybody always like welcomed her. She just wasn't into it. As opposed to I remember one day also for her birthday, um, they were doing something at midnight and we went over to your place. And by this point, she was already in a sorority and there was a bunch of people from her sorority in the apartment. And I remember like me, you, like one of my roommates at the time. And then I think her boyfriend, we were kind of like Mm -hmm. in a corner by ourselves hanging out. 
And then yeah. she was with her sorority yeah, sisters completely that. ignoring us. And it was the most awkward yeah. situation ever. Like we ended up leaving early and I told Alex, I was like, that was really awkward. Like nobody even said hi. Like, like yeah. what's the point of being here? Like they would always make us feel so like unwelcomed and awkward. I feel like that takes way more effort to do to make people feel awkward than to it just does. to just go around like And like I I remember like people in TLD that knew her would ask they're like, "Oh, how's she doing?" Yeah. You know? Like because every like our just, our yeah. friends were friendly, yeah. not saying our friends were perfect, you know, because we're all <laughs> flawed and deeply more. disturbed, you know. <laughs> you guys are definitely more like extroverted <laughs> when it comes to like talking to people. Yeah, like, but we were like, like everybody friends was always friendly. It's it's part of the reason we fell in love with this particular organization because they welcomed us in yeah. with open arms. Like we were freshmen yeah. and they were like, let's hang out. And we're like, we live on campus and we don't have cars. We're like, we'll pick, they're like, we'll pick you up. Like, yeah. let's go. You know, and, and it was yeah. so nice to have that. And that's why we loved it. So when I say like, I know for a fact, no one ever treated her, you know, like, like crap or like made her feel unwelcomed in our group of friends. Like it's for a reason, but the same cannot be said for her for her and i think for for me in particular not to i'm not making it about me but i think when i noticed that it wasn't the healthiest relationship was that day because it was just yeah. so awkward and i was like wow like wow things have changed mm -hmm. i think that was the first time that it really yeah. hit me that the dynamic between you two was like was changing was just it, it it was not yeah it was changing yeah. and i think I, and maybe that was the other thing was like as I was growing and changing as a person because you know the person that I started college as and the person that I finished college as was completely different mm -hmm. but that was also the same thing like within that same year of me graduating college I went through so many changes and like post-grad depression and you know there was a lot of things that like you know you go out into the world and all of a sudden it's like you get disillusioned very quickly mm -hmm. and having to adjust to that and like she was living in this bubble of like still technically being in college and like going out and partying on like a Wednesday night. And but not just that, Alex. She was also it was super just... loaded. <laughs> she was also extremely loaded. So like that yeah. struggle that you went through, she, she will never experience that struggle. Like she will never understand it because yeah. that's not her life. That was never her life. And, and I'm not to saying be that ignorant. Like, oh. and I'm not saying like you know shame on you know wealthy people like not at all but it, it was just it's two different worlds and like yeah she didn't understand your struggle she was never going to and i don't think she ever wanted to you know yeah but i will say if i did not make the friends that i did i don't know that i would have been able to get through it afterward like when everything did fall apart if i didn't have like mike and lisa and especially oscar at that time mm -hmm. and you and you know even though you were in california at that point like the friends that I had that got me through that were the same friends that I would look at and I would be like, you never treat me this way. You never make me feel this way. You never speak to me this way. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck am I still in this? You know? Yeah. And it was like these small kernels of hope of like still trying to hold on to something because it's like, well, we've been friends since we were kids. Like, obviously that has to mean something. But like, no, that doesn't, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes just because you've known each other for so long is not the excuse to keep being friends when it's a toxic friendship when you don't appreciate each other when one person is like it's all about them and all about their needs and on their terms you know like that's that's not friendship at all that's just being used yeah i always say this 
in regards to like romantic relationships, but it, it can go for friendships as well. Where I always say like, you're always growing as a person and sometimes with your partner and in this case, like in your friendship, you don't grow together, you know, and yeah, that's okay. Like it's a part of life. Yeah, I mean, that, you you have a lot of relationships where it's like, oh, we've been together for eight years, and then all of a sudden they just split apart, right? Yeah. It happens every, like, mm-hmm. to friendships, happens to romantic relationships. Yeah, it doesn't make it any easier, obviously. No, no, not at all. And there are things that happen. Yeah, yeah and there's always growth from it. Like, as long as you're growing from all these experiences, mm-hmm. nothing is a waste of time. Yeah. Like, if you just move on from person to yeah. person and, and like, never learn anything from it, then then you, then there's a problem there. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is like I've looked at it. I've analyzed it. I've thought about it a lot, you know, and it's one of those things that like it was what it was. I don't harbor resentment. I have nothing like before I used to be like, man, I just wish I could say, you know, X, Y and Z to her. Like, I wish she would just say this to me. And I've moved past that to where like I gave myself the closure that I needed to close that chapter. And just like now it's kind of like, you know, I, I wish her well. I wish her she lives, you know, her and her family live their best lives. I'm going to continue living my best life and, you know, like I'm not going to wish bad things upon them. Mm-hmm. But like I have nothing. I need nothing to do with you. I have nothing to do with you. You know, if we ran into each other for whatever reason, there'd be no reason for me to stop and talk. You know, like I, I have my life. You are living your life. And that's that's just the way it needs to be. There's no need to open anything up. Yeah. And that's okay. Like that for me, I can feel completely fine with that. I think you ended up winning in this situation either way because you have amazing friends. Not talking about that's myself, true. but like My her friends. friends, are friends. Awesome. Yeah, no, they are. Like anytime I meet friends that of hers in Austin that I've never met that she, you know, like made after I moved, I love every single one of them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. like they're all really great people so i think like after that you know traumatic situation that you went in or that you experienced like you came out of it a winner because now like you have a great group of people in your life that are a hundred times better than she ever was you know so also that yeah. friend would have hated me so, at the color you know, run huh? that friend would have hated me at the color run <laughs> i would have left her behind so fast <laughs> Yeah, I did a run with Parker once and he had like never or he like hadn't even trained Uh for it. And like I'm literally like going around one corner and I'm seeing him coming back the other way already. I was like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, I, was like, I, 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 I got so impatient. I was like, Parker's I can't, I like, can't. I ran from here to the house and back already. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. And I wasn't even that slow. Like I beat all the other people that I was with. Like I beat all of them. But yeah. he, this dude... Top five. Yeah, I was like, he's like, I didn't train. Oh my god! But then the next day, he called out of work because he was like, I was like, I can't, I can't walk. Like I can't walk. I'm not gonna make it, guys. (laughs) I just want to say, I still made it to work the next day. (laughs) You're the real MVP. I am the real MVP. I wasn't top five percent, but I think I was like. In the top 15 percentile for, like, my gender and age. and Yeah. Yeah, which I was like, eh, that's better than. I did way better yeah, than I thought I would. Considering <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't like, ran in, like, eight years. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, you're. And, Alex, I think we've we've had this discussion before where I think I don't have as many stories with toxic friendships just because. Mm-hmm. 
like even with the one I just shared, like I said, it wasn't something that I was like. You weren't willing in, willingly in it. Like huh? you were, like you weren't willingly in that friendship. Yeah, it, it's just something that kind of like happened, and I was never. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I ever in my life referred to her as, like, my best friend. Like, she was right. never my go-to person mm-hmm. for, like, you know. Yeah. She thought she was. She would tell everybody that I'd go to her for everything, and I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? I go to you for I go to I go to you, <laughs> like, when I'm trying to go clubbing. That's what I do. <laughs> like, you know. Um, so I, I don't have, like, any deep like friendships that you know shook me to my core like that yeah i don't think so either i'm a i'm a known no nonsense type guy if yeah. i don't like something when it I'm comes like- to friends like i feel like i'm always a little more cutthroat as opposed to relationships mm-hmm. i need to be more cutthroat with although i am now in adulthood i guess but in my youth like i was dumb as a rock like <laughs> when it came to men <laughs> <laughs> So I have more of those toxic stories, not so much with friends. Yeah, I mean, my, mine. Yeah. Like, I, I've got, I've got one. Mine's really short. Like, mine is not years of experience. Mine is not months of like, <laughs> like fighting. And it's a people, person he met people, that day. Yeah, and then he was like, "Fuck like, you." <laughs> I'm kidding. Please tell me that's not it. <laughs> no, that's not it. I didn't meet him that day. Go, hey, you're my friend, and they get <laughs> fucked over. No, 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 no. Um, uh, like. I guess I guess I, I'll, I'll premise this with: if you hang out with me, and I and I go, hey, like let's take some drinks, let's or let's go to this place. Um, I'm not like it's more of a do you want to kind of do this kind of do you want to do this type of question, right? And if your answer is oh I don't have the money for it, I don't care. I will pay for you. That is yeah. like like Michelle yeah. can attest to that. Like we'll go places and. Like, I'll pick up a tab, right? I don't, like, it doesn't matter. You're my friend. I'm going to treat you a good time. Um, yeah. Well, this was this was when I was. I think also- that's how the three of us are, too. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Very much like, oh, no, yeah, I got this. Like, just get the next round. Or like, oh, you get it whenever we go here. Or, you know? Yep. Like, it's very yeah. much like there's no bookkeeping. Right. Anytime and, Alex is in which town, Which maybe if there was, so I'd be hard. richer, but like, meh. <laughs> Anytime Alex is in town, it's so funny because like we can never keep track of anything like spending wise. Right. Because it's yeah, like, no. oh, I got this. No, I got this. No, I got this. No, I got, just get me back. Okay. And it's just like. Eh, yeah. But there's no keeping track of <laughs> yeah. that, right? Like you just, you know, you do yeah, a favor, no, you do none. a favor, right? And, and, and that's how I am now. Um, when I was, was much younger. I had a friend who, you know, through he wasn't as fortunate as I was growing up. So his parent, like his parents, were divorced, and and so he didn't have as much money. But we, you know, we did a lot of things together. So every time, like he wasn't able to, I'd be like, "Hey, like I'll let you borrow this money. I'll let you borrow the like how much do you need? I'll let you borrow it, right?" Um, and one yeah. of those, I was like, "Hey, like I'll let you borrow the money for this, but I am gonna need it back, right?" Like I. I worked for this money, like I, I, I'll, I, uh, I expect you to return it. And he's like, yeah, 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 no problem, I'll return it. Um, a couple months passed by, and I was like, hey, like, and then I started dating Liz at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, uh, like, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need that money because I, you know, for whatever reason, it's my money. Like, I, I don't you had need a girlfriend, you right? Wanted to take I, her out. <laughs> like, I don't need to provide you with what I'm gonna yeah. spend it on. Right. It's my money. Um and like he's like oh yeah i'll give it back to you don't worry about it and like this continued for a couple weeks and i was like hey like one day one day i was like hey dude like 
I really need that money back because when I was young, like in those days, I couldn't get a job. I was not a legal citizen of the United States, so getting a job is almost impossible um, unless I do like mm-hmm. under the table type stuff. Not saying I I couldn't do it. My family also didn't want me to like that. That's that's why I didn't have a job. So anything, any money that I did earn was working for my family. Um, so I messaged him. I was like, hey, like, I really need that money back because I don't have that much extra. And he just like goes off on me. He's like, ah, you know, what the fuck do you need the money back? Like, like, you're just going to go and spend it on your girlfriend. I'm like, well, yeah, like, what I am going to spend it on my girlfriend. Like, that's the whole fucking point. Like, it's my it's money. My money. Yeah. He right? got mad at you. Yes. Oh, my. God. Yes, he got mad at me because I kept asking for the money back. Like it does like and I was like, it doesn't matter what I'm asking it back for. I just want the money at this point. Like that's that's it. And so it like blew up like he like tried like this was I think MySpace was still big at this point. And he like started like uh posting about it like publicly and I was like, Hey dude, like like keep it in private. Mm-hmm. And then um so then I just you know blocked him and and have never speak, spoken to him again um but yeah that's like that's to the extent that i've had like a toxic relationship because like i i quickly began to realize like if i'm gonna lend you money i never expect it back like at that point like i i don't expect it back i don't want it back like if you say hey i'll pay you back it's i i just assume it's not gonna happen yeah. and if i'm giving you money it's because yeah it's cool I if invest it does in you. but like yeah <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like mm-hmm. to, for me now, it's an investment into the friendship, and not so much that I expect to see any return on it. Yeah. But before it was like it was a much different situation. Like now, I'm not as you know hard pressed on cash yeah, as I, I was when, back then, yeah. right? Because I can actually work. Um, mm-hmm. But back in the day, I was like again, I wasn't able to work, wasn't allowed to work, um, and so like that that was uh, that was very jarring for me to to like because I I'm a very trusting person. Or so I think I am. Um, maybe very cynical, but I trust. Like if I trust you, I trust you, right? If I say, "Hey, can you do this?" and you yeah. go, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it," then I 100% believe that you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pay you back," I obviously believe, "Oh yeah, if, if if I was in your shoes, I would pay you back." Like that's if I give you my word on something, you're right. gonna get that done, right? I'm gonna get it back to you. So yeah, like I said mine's not mine, not long. No, not at all. <laughs> no. That's a that's a good thing. That yeah. is a good thing. No, the the girl that I told the story on, she was a penny pincher. And I was, like I said, I used to hang out with her family a lot. And me and one of her cousins got really close. And we used to, oh my God. We used to go out like every other day. And we would spend so much money when we'd go out. But we were able to do so comfortably because, right. you know, like what we like our jobs. And um, she like would get mad at us. And she's like, you guys are just always spending money. Like we're like, why are you mad at us for going out and spending our, our money? Our money yeah. You know, and, and she like would get upset because she wanted to hang out, but she like didn't have the funds or it's not even that she didn't have the funds like because she would make money. It's just that she was a penny pincher. So whenever we would go out, this is another thing that just bothered me so much. She's one of those that will always find a guy to buy her drinks. Like she goes out to find a man to buy her drinks. And it will be the creepiest, oldest Mexican man. (laughs) 
And she'll not she, my people. We, we went out this one time, and she <laughs> had the audacity to bring these like ugly, creepy guys over to us, and they brought like a pitcher of beer or whatever, and they're like trying to talk to us. They're like, "Here, it's for you and me and my the other girl, her cousin." We're like, "No, no, thanks." And the the girl, yeah. she's just like in secret, kind of like you know, like tells us like, "Hey, like." I brought these guys over so they could, you know, pay for drinks. And um, and me and her cousin are like, we didn't ask for that. Like, they're really creepy. And, and you know, like, unfortunately, some men, whenever they, like, buy drinks, they expect you to, like, pay attention to them 24-7. Mm-hmm. So they're over there, like, trying to talk to us. And me and her cousin were like... We didn't ask for this at all. Like, actually, we're not even drinking your your drinks because we don't want them because we don't want to talk to you, you know. And then she got upset with us for not taking the drinks. And she's like, you guys are being rude. We're like, no, like, why are you bringing these creepy stranger danger guys over to us? Like, when we're just trying to, like, enjoy brunch. (laughs) Two things. Two things. One, to me... It sounds like you need to go back to talking to this girl because clearly she can teach you a, t- a thing or two about gold digging and how to True. get yourself a sugar oh daddy. My God. actually. Because she's got it right. She's got it made. That is true. In today's day and age, <laughs> she can work the system is what, I, is, is what I'm hearing from this conversation. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong on this. digging aspect. I'm not wrong. But at the same time, I mean, I, I complain. Parker's like, I'm not hearing the negatives. I'm, I complain about plus. working all the time. And I do think that being an independent woman is overrated most days. Just because I would rather be on a yacht tanning, drinking a margarita. Me too. Right? But then when the opportunity presents itself, I think it's creepy. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I was just kidding. Like, and then I, and then I'm very proud of the fact that I'm like, oh, I'm an independent woman. I make good money. I take care of myself. We had this conversation was last time we went to go eat together. It was just you and me. Um, at was it a Tropicana? Oh, uh huh. Where we were, where we were driving back, and you're like, oh, that's a that's a club right there for like older (laughs) older older people. And I was like, oh. Let's go because clearly there's like sugar daddies there. Let's, we have to go. And you're like, eh, I don't know if if I could handle them. With- I just can't. The idea of like what like it, is there? Can I be a gold digger? Like, can I have a sugar daddy but not give him any sugar? Like, can we just like? I mean, there are there are talk? situations like that where you can just talk to them and they'll I can pay keep you. Them company until they die, and then they can like leave me their money. And I'm great. At conversation i'm great at using money like i am great at conversation so if there is an app for you know anybody that's looking for a sugar baby that doesn't have to give actual sugar i'm down and you know what's so funny my mom actually pushes me to be a gold digger i push you to be a gold digger <laughs> you and i don't like i don't like the disrespect so here well. that i was left out of that <laughs> so my mom pushes me to be a gold digger she's like ay mija ya buscate un viejo like que ya esté cerca a punto de morirse para que te deje todo and like she always tells me that and the last time she told me that which is probably like four weeks ago i was like mom ill they're gonna be all wrinkly and i was like balls are already wrinkly like they're gonna be even worse i was like i'm gonna i was like mommy lo voy a tener que tocar guacala like no, you wouldn't even need to. You wouldn't even need to because he can't even get it up anymore. But I'm still going to have to touch him. And that's nasty. That is nasty. I don't, I don't want to. 
I just think at at mo- at most the worst part is he's gonna smell like leather like that one wine we had. <laughs> Look, gold digging is my, just well, not. It's not for me. Okay. I'm so Make ashamed Alex of you. into a gold digger. Train her. <laughs> what? Why me? <laughs> because I feel like you're nicer, and then you would see like the good in a person, and then like learn to care about the person. Whereas me, I would just be like, ill, you're wrinkly and ugly. Ill, get away from me. I just think it's a waste. Actually, no. Yeah. Actually, that's a lie. For everybody that thinks that Alex is nicer than me, she's actually not. And she would actually <laughs> be like, ill, oh my God, he's so disgusting. Why is he near me? But she wouldn't say it out loud. She'd like whisper it to me. So then everybody thinks she's nicer, but she's not actually nicer. I hope. Okay. Hold on. Followers, listeners. Michelle is out to destroy my reputation today. Listeners, <laughs> listeners. I, I have a bone to pick with all of you. Actually, especially with my cousins <laughs> that listen to this. Apparently, Alex is everyone's favorite. I I am ashamed of you, listeners. <laughs> Alex apparently is just like everybody loves Alex. And I'm like, you guys just don't know. <laughs> how mean she is so okay the thing is the thing is michelle and i will say the exact same thing to someone right but the way that we say it is different so when michelle like the way that michelle would talk to someone just be like no get your shit together like stop being a bitch yes very true and then i tell them the same thing but i word it in a way that doesn't make them want to go cry so everybody just thinks That's what she's it is. this nice person. But then and then I'll literally <laughs> turn around and I'm like, I literally just said the same fucking thing. Like I don't I don't get it. Parker, are you mad about this? I'm very upset. I try hard. Okay. <laughs> I try hard. Look, Parker's my favorite. <laughs> I, so I'm still Parker, am I your favorite? Like <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> I am oh. no one's favorite. <laughs> I just kidding. Your stories are my favorite. You're Nina's favorite. <laughs> that bitch hates me. She hates me. Check That's my Roy. dog, by the way. My dog. She has a conniption every time you try to leave the house. That is true. No, you know what? She you does know who my favorite is? It's Roy. Roy. Yeah. Roy is, Roy is, is the best. I only love Roy. Roy is our one of our mascots. We should post a picture yeah. of Roy, actually, so that people. He's been we here. We do need to post a picture he's of Roy. He's been here for every live recording. He's renovated. He's been renovating in some of them. Yeah. He. If you ever hear background noises, that's Roy. He's just, yeah, he's just redecorating. <laughs> and uh, he is definitely not a toxic friendship. What are you or talking he? about? He's 100% <laughs> I was toxic. Say, or is he? He's the most toxic person I know. And I love him for it. Is it because he eats his poops? No, he's all toxic. <laughs> he just sits in anger. I love it. Have you guys ever heard of Bunny Growl? Because this is Bunny Growl. He growls, yeah. He it's growled great. at me I like when oh. I was trying to feed him once. <laughs> um, what was my second point? Oh, uh, I've never actually bought a drink for a random stranger. Oh. Um, but I have, like, whenever I'm in line waiting to get a drink, I do talk to people around me, um, whether I know, mm-hmm. or know them or not. Uh, I've had several situations where I'll get a drink, and you know me. I like getting very different drinks yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. I, I don't drink beer, uh, but I like getting cocktails all the fucking time. And when I get something mm-hmm. and I and I hear someone behind me go, oh, that looks like that looks good. Like, what is it? I go here, just taste it. Mm-hmm. Like I like 
I've literally, I haven't touched it. I haven't, you know, you've, they literally just brought it out right now. If you want, just have a drink. And I'll let people drink from my mm-hmm. drinks. I don't know about now, post-COVID. Yeah, COVID. But <laughs> I used to do that yeah, a lot. With COVID, no. Yeah, but, I yeah. used to do that a lot where I just like hand my drink to different people and then be like. So what am I supposed to learn from this person? No, not not from not from me. I was just not saying that her. that's what I do. No. What was your second point with the girl? No, my, no, 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 no. My second <laughs> point was that I share my share my drinks with people. Uh, that that it was kind of huh? the uh, banking off of. I'm so confused. <laughs> no, it was banking off of the, the your friend bringing those creepy Mexican dudes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a non creepy Mexican dude that still gave drinks to people. Yeah, but. Yeah, I think it all depends on your approach. But when your friend specifically tells you, oh, like they're buying us drinks, you know, it's just kind of like. Yeah, I wouldn't bring them back to a table. Because then, because then let me tell you, like as a woman and Alex, you can you can attest to this. Like as a woman, unfortunately, I feel like there is an expectation that when a man buys you a drink at a bar or anywhere. He kind of like clings around, even if like you weren't having, yeah, like even if you like weren't having a conversation with this person, if this person like brings you a drink, it's like you're expected to sit there and have a conversation. It's kind of like an icebreaker at that point, right? And act interested, right? Yeah, it's an icebreaker for them to like hit on you, flirt with you and everything, which like, that's nice. But if we don't hit it off, then you also can't get upset that like, exactly, you know, that I accepted the drink, talked to you, felt, didn't, you know, feel anything and then walked away. Yeah. So when I was younger, I would like, abs- I mean, I still accept drinks every now and then. Like, obviously, it depends who it's coming from. Right. But when I was younger, like I was like that. And I'm talking like 21, 22, 20, like, fuck it. Like whoever free alcohol, you know, I would talk to them for like five minutes and then I'd be like, I got to go to the restroom. I'll be back. And then I mean, I'm still that way. <laughs> <laughs> free alcohol yeah no i just i it's it's very uncomfortable when you're a woman i think and mm-hmm. although marie it's so funny our co-worker marie she's like michelle you're always getting free drink because she says she's never ever gotten a free drink anywhere in her life and it was so funny because she hung out with us one day like we had a girls outing and we went to a, a local bar by the office tfti thanks girls girls night okay that could be one of the girls <laughs> uh super <laughs> off tangent by the way but um yeah like we went to this bar and then she had to leave early so she closed out her tab and left and and she left well the next day or like i think that monday when we saw her we're like oh yeah this random older man that was at the bar hanging out said we were all lovely ladies and paid for the entire tab and just <laughs> left. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, this guy paid for all of our drinks. And she's like, oh, I, that she's like I never get the free drinks. Damn. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I will I will back you up on that. It's a little, it's a little, what was the word you used? I will say it's a little creepy uh, when uh, dudes expect to be like kind of like you owe them something. Yeah. I've definitely been put in that position by dudes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my birthday? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember when the guy was trying to, like... Trying to fuck me at your birthday? Yeah. That Oh, 
Was I there? Did, yes, yes. It was at the, yes, at, you at were the there. club. The night at party. The... Like, I remember this was, like, closer. Well, no, it wasn't. It was, like, in the middle of the night. Closer to the end, I, oh, I think. Yeah. And I remember sitting down. And I think you were next to me. Christina was next to me. And somebody else. And, um, uh-huh. and I'm looking at Parker and this guy just like comes up behind him and starts dancing. And then I see the guy like, <laughs> like <laughs> grab Parker and I was intoxicated, but I saw it and I was like, and I tapped, I, <laughs> and I mouthed, it was you I and mouthed. Christina and I like, he turned over and looked and he's like, help. <laughs> I like hit y'all's knees and I was like, go help him, go help him, go help him. And like. Christina. Oh yeah, and then we ran over yeah, to dance you, with you. You and yep. Christina ran okay. over there. Now I remember. Okay, now I remember because I was like, I do not remember a single millisecond of this. Uh, so funny. Was this was this before or after I got married? Um, before. it was before. Okay, it was before. So after that time, so at my uh, at my bachelor party, we went to a club, and uh, I, me and my boys. Uh, we were, we were just, you know, dancing around and, you know, having a good time at, at San Diego before, you know, the world exploded and, and it all caved out, caved over, caved around. Um, and uh-huh. I was dancing and, uh, Bianca, who was, uh, my best friend, she was in my, in my, uh, in my party and, uh, mm-hmm. she was telling me, she's like, uh, oh yeah, there was a gay guy behind you and, uh. He looked like he wanted to ravish you, <laughs> and he looked at me, oh. pointed at you, and she went, Mm-mm, "No, no, <laughs> not this one. Sorry, not that one. Uh, this one's getting married." Yeah, yeah. Not I, gonna lie, though, I do love when I know it's wrong, but I do love when men experience, like straight men experience, a little bit of of this because then you guys get a snippet. Of what we go through? Exactly. Like yeah. once a guy is uncomfortable in a situation, then he he gets it. He, and you're like, yeah, I, this is what we've been I trying to I take it as a compliment you. at the amount of gay guys that have hit on me throughout the years. Um, I don't see what they see in me, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, it's not like I wasn't aware of of your guys' plight at at clubs. Just didn't expect to happen to me. But it's a little different when you <laughs> live different through when, it. Yeah, no, exactly. oh no, one hundred percent. When yeah. you experience it, it's yeah. it's different. Like, it's kind of funny yeah. to see that's, you guys it, dealing with it. That's why, I, like, I, I joke around, like, oh yeah. man, I, maybe I should start an OnlyFans. <laughs> you should. Make us some money. I cl- I called twenty percent. I don't know for what, but <laughs> I mean, unless you're editing the pictures, and uh, you can get none. You get none. I'll I'll do the social media because you suck at posting. Oh, I do. Yeah. There you go. You, you need. You'd me. have to. You'd have to. Okay. You could be my manager because then you would keep me uh, consistent with posting. True. Yeah. You'd be True. like, hey, Parker. Yeah, there you we go. We haven't met the quota of pictures for this for this week. And I'd be like, yeah, your followers yep. want some more content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's well, it. this episode has definitely taken a turn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a good place uh, to close it out, but definitely put a pin in the uh, in the getting hit on at clubs. I feel like that's also something that we can expand oh into God, a, yes. a different episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll add it to the list along with all the other things that we have on the list. 
Um, but speaking of the list, if y'all have any ideas of episodes you want to hear, topics that you want us to cover, topics that you want to chime in on, reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at the Toxica Diaries. You can email us at the Toxica Diaries at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, share us with your friends. Make them all listen. Get in, you know, get in on the fun all together. You can find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. If there's a platform that we're not all on, then, you know, let us know and we'll add it. That's all the time we have for today. Bye, y'all. See you guys.